going to go ahead and give you guys fair warning. I'm wound up tighter than Dick's hat band, whoever he is. I want to preach to you this morning with everything I have in me. The real power in praise. The real power in praise. Clap your hands to the Lord. God bless you. Thank you. And you may be seated. The devil, or excuse me, I believe that we should understand that the devil doesn't get real happy about our praise and our worship to the Lord. I'm not going to spend time here this morning defining the difference between worship and praise. I'm going to assume you know that, and I will use those two words interchangeably this morning. I've had a song, an old chorus, in my head for the past couple of weeks, and it's just egging me on this morning to preach this message, that glory, glory, hallelujah, since I lay my burdens down. Anybody not ever heard that song before? I kind of feel that way. I feel light on my feet this morning. And uh, there's, there's a lot of good reasons for that. David learned a key. He learned a key spiritual concept during his life that helped him get strength from God in his trials and in the process this concept he learned would silence his enemies. Something so simple, this concept is, is that children can practice it. When I saw Gavin make a lap around the building this morning, at the age of four, there is a lesson that all of us adult people can learn from a babe. Y'all getting on board? Praise the Lord. Because the devil launches so many attacks against the people of God, God has given to us one weapon that will stand strong in the face of every assault and will silence the enemy every time. Jesus referred to this concept during his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. As he came into the city of Jerusalem and the people began to realize who he was, when they began to realize who he was, they began automatically, unsolicited, not coerced and begged and pleaded with. They began enthusiastically enthusiastically, loudly, they began to praise Him. Everybody say praise. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 15, the Bible said, And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that He did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the Son of David, they were sore displeased. And the Pharisees said unto Jesus, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said unto them, Have you never read that out of the mouth of babies thou hast perfected praise? Praise the Lord. 
I'm not here to encourage you to jump and shout, even though that'd be a good thing. But I'm here to have you understand that God has given us a tool, even more than that, a weapon. And there's things that we deal with in our life on a consistent basis that we don't have to deal with. There's mindsets and attitude that we shouldn't have to deal with. And there's a simple concept in the Word of God that is so simple a child can understand it. I want you to notice that David said, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. But Jesus said, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise. Jesus didn't misquote David, rather he interpreted what David said and explained to the Pharisees that day the truth that David had discovered. There is a supernatural strength that is loosed on our behalf when you understand who God is and then when you worship him. And we need to understand that today. Your simple act of praise is bigger than you are. What you think is a simple, inconsequential act of praise is far bigger than you are because it connects you with a God that is bigger than you are. Amen. Praise accomplishes what you cannot accomplish. Because it launches spiritual weapons at the enemy that demolishes his strength and will ultimately silence his voice. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling something right now. David had learned this in the laboratory of his own life. As long as he was praising God, situations involving his enemies were turned around. You say, well, I'm not so sure about that and how praise can do that. Let me give you some Bible in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 23. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well and the evil spirit departed from him. David didn't draw a sword. He picked up a harp. And somehow or another, this is God's way of demolishing the enemy. The things in our head, the things that gets in our way, this is God's way of bringing these things down. David also learned in 1 Samuel 17, 45. And we all know this story. But we've learned to discount and credit because it's been taught to our kids so much. It was taught to you when you were a kid. But understand, the concept I'm preaching is not complicated. It's not mystic. It's not hard to understand. The Bible teaches that a child can understand it. But the Bible said, and David said to the Philistine, Goliath, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. 
We want to look at our problems, circumstances, and situations in our life with our know-how, with our own capabilities, with our own expertise. And we never invoke the name of Jesus. We seemingly don't want to bring God into our battle. But God said, if you will praise me, if you will make me the focal point of your mind and the center of your life, I'll take care of all this stuff for you. A child can understand that. I'll never forget when my son Marcus was a child. He got in one of these comparing contests with a friend at school that I'm stronger than you, and the other kid said, no, I'm stronger than you. And You know, my bike is faster than yours. No, my bike's faster than yours. And sooner or later, Marcus just took it to another level. He came home telling me about it, and he was loud and proud. He said, I finally told that kid that my dad can whip your dad. I'm like, now, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know his dad. But I've kind of learned through the years that when things are going haywire in my life, I let all of those things know that my dad is bigger than your dad. Praise God. David learned that in the desperate situations of life, our reactions become more and more childlike, and they do. But that could be a good thing. Because out of the simplicity of a childlike response comes the most powerful weapon God has ever unleashed to fight the enemy. And that weapon simply is praise. The Bible said in Matthew 11 and verse 25, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. The Bible went on to say in Psalm 149 and verse 6, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. The Bible is filled with praise. And I want to submit to grace today that we do not apologize for our exuberance in worshiping God. I only apologize that more churches are not the same way with so many commandments and exhortations in the Bible to praise the Lord. We must have knowledge and understanding that when it comes to praising God, we must praise Him with excitement and with exuberance. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. You may be seated. If you want to get into the Hebrew a little bit and study some of these commandments, I will, I will invite you to do that. I'll save you a little time. When you read Psalm 113 and verse 1, Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord, the Bible said. That literally means to make a show, to boast, to be clamorously foolish. When you read Psalm 115, verse 18, 
But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. That means to kneel in adoration. When you read Psalm 116 and verse 2, because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. In the Hebrew, that's telling us to call out, to preach, to proclaim, to cry unto. In Psalm 116 verse 17, I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. In the Hebrew, that means a choir of worshipers with uplifted hands. In Psalm 117, verse 1, Oh, praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise Him, all you people. That means to address Him in a loud tone that's triumphant and glorious. In Psalm 118, verse 1, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, because His mercy endureth forever, means to worship with extended hands. In Psalm 118, verse 24, this is the day, and I like this right here, this is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. What it says and what it means in the Hebrew tongue means to spin around under the influence of violent emotion. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Y'all can look at me like Brook Trout if you want, but you might as well prepare for a glorious time on the other side where it will be an eternity of praise and worship and glorifying the King of kings and the Lord of lords. seated. Our little Pentecostal tradition that I fight every day of my life has taught us that scripture this way. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I'll rejoice and be glad in it. That ain't what the writer was talking about. He said you spin around in violent motion. This So praise is not circumstance-based. Praise is not situational. Praise is ordained of God no matter what the circumstance and no matter what the situation. So here you go. Notice that all of these biblical forms of worship demand a response. Demand a response either through the mouth or through motion. Well, I love God in my heart. Try loving your spouse in your heart and see what kind of marriage you end up with. I love the story of the man that said one time, I told my wife when we got married that I love her. 
And if it ever changes, I'll let you know. What a concept. I told God 35 years ago when I was saved that I loved him. And if that ever changes, I'll let him know. It's not what the Bible teaches. If you love him, it's going to show up somewhere. And the way you live, the way you act, where you go, where you don't go, it's going to show up. If you love him, it's going to show up somewhere just like it does. The way you act around your kids and the way you act around your spouse. If you love him, it's going to show up. And so the Bible teaches if you love God, you will love him either through your mouth or through some kind of bodily motion. So there's no room for quiet, reserved worship that supposedly happens only in the heart. That is not biblical worship. Biblical worship involves the whole man, the entire man, body, soul, and spirit is required to worship God the way he wants to be worshipped. Some of you older folks here today, when they're so quiet and reserved, every love affair involves emotion. And all of you that say, I can't get emotional about Jesus. You did with your spouse at one time, man. I don't know what happened, and we can talk about that later. But at some point, you were goo-goo-ga-ga over somebody can't wait to see them that's all I think about I'll confess I'm a transparent man for the most part especially when it works to my advantage when I dated Sister Murphy I was obsessed I hated my job because I couldn't be with her I didn't want to be with my own family unless she was there I still don't like it when she goes off somewhere without me I still very, feel very much the same. I like her close by. The same is true in our relationship with God. I love the cartoon I saw years ago of an elderly senior couple riding down the road. He was behind the wheel. She was sitting over there by her door. She said, honey, how come we don't sit close together anymore? And he said, I haven't moved. People say, but I'm just not the emotional type. What you really mean is that you're only emotional about things that are important to you. The Bible tells us that there's only one kind of person that is exempt from the command to praise. And it's found in Psalm 115 and verse 17. Did anybody come to church today in a casket? <clears throat> Was anybody embalmed yesterday? And you walked in here and somehow you're still sitting upright? The Bible said the dead praise not the Lord. The Bible also makes some other comments about the dead. In Ecclesiastes 9, 4, for to him that is joined to all the living there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. 
the Bible said in Matthew 8, 22, Jesus said unto them, follow me and let the dead bury the dead. Jesus said in Matthew 22, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not a God of the dead, but of the living. I think somebody here today needs to have your pulse checked and to see if there's still a heartbeat somewhere because when it comes to the God that I know, I don't have enough physical strength to praise Him in the way that He's worthy of. Psalm 146, you may be seated. Psalm 146, Psalm 147, Psalm 148, Psalm 149, all began and end with the phrase, praise ye the Lord. Everybody say that with me. Praise ye the Lord. And then Psalm 150 concludes that the longest book in the Bible with this awesome crescendo of praise when the psalmist said in Psalm 150, praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise him with the sound of the trumpet, praise him with a psaltery and harp, praise him with a timbrel and dance, praise him with the stringed instruments and organs, Praise him with a loud symbol. Praise him with a high-sounding symbol. Let everything, let everything that hath breath, praise ye the Lord. You may be seated. For those of you that may have not learned this, the Bible teaches that the mouth. Everybody say the mouth. Aren't you glad you have one? There's three people here today that's glad they have a mouth. The mouth is the center, the Bible teaches of spiritual warfare. The mouth can either launch the devil's weapons or the mouth can launch God's weapons. The Bible said in Revelation 16, 13, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. James 3, 6 said the tongue is a fire a world of iniquity, so that is the tongue among our members that defileth the whole body and setteth afire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. Proverbs said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Joel 3.10 says, beat your plowshares into swords, your puny hooks into spears. Let the weak say, say, I am strong. It's the power of the mouth. The reason There's a false name it and claim it doctrine is because the Bible, there is a false doctrine of name and claim it, but there's also a true name it and claim it principle. 
God didn't keep Joseph from being thrown into the pit by his brothers. He didn't keep Joseph from that. He didn't keep Daniel from the den of lions. He didn't keep the Hebrew boys from the fiery furnace. He didn't keep Paul and Silas from the prison. But because they started praising instead of pouting, God walked with them through each situation. I hear it once in a while. God never answers my prayers. I love how they do that inhale noise. It, it, it adds accent. Just makes your heart hurt. God didn't heal me. And you just start weeping uncontrollably along with them. I'm going to tell you something. It's a whole lot more difficult for us to deal with our kids when they act like that, is it not? Daddy, can I have $10 to go to McDonald's? No, I don't have $10. Daddy, don't love me. Daddy, don't care about me. Daddy, don't have to do anything with God. Daddy just failed me all the time. No, he don't. He just don't have $10, man. And God don't fail. And God don't lie. And God don't cheat. And he's not going to always save you from a pit and a den of lions and a fiery furnace and a prison cell. But if you refuse to pout and praise instead, he will get you through it. You may be seated. So which weapon will you launch with your mouth today? Instead of panic, why don't you praise? And instead of worrying, why don't you worship and let God fight that battle in your life for you? You say, well, Pastor, you can preach like that because everything's perfect in your life. You think? You got time? I can tell you my story. Everybody has a story. A story's like your nose. Everybody has one. Some are longer than others. The nose and the story. Notice the scripture setting. I'm not having them put everything on the screen because I'm trying to go quickly. I'm just getting started and I got a long ways to go. And Mike Anderson's is open. We'll be headed that way. <laughs> But by faith, I'm going to worship my way to Mike Anderson's. The Bible said in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 18, And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites and the children of the Kohites and, and the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose up early in the morning. They went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. Believe his prophets and so you will prosper. 
And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, and before they went out before the army and before they went out before the army they were about to fight, they began to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they sang and began to praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, which had come against Judah, and they were smitten. They didn't draw a sword. They didn't go through military exercises. They praised the Lord, and the Lord fought the battle. When David writes in Psalm 103 that we should bless the Lord, he's not just saying that we bless the Lord because of past benefits. He's also telling us that as we bless the Lord, we actually walk in those benefits. As we praise him, we walk in those benefits. Those benefits are forgiveness, healing, redemption, crowning, and satisfaction. You say, where is it said that in the Bible? I'm glad you asked. In Psalm 103, verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeemed thy life from destruction, who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. That's what happens when you praise the Lord. Body, soul, mind, and faith. Every day you live your life as unto the Lord. And that's what happens. David uncovers a secret. You saw it's in the enemy in Psalm 34. If you want to make the enemy look small, then make God look big. And how do you do that? David said, oh, magnify the Lord. You're not going to make God bigger. God's as big as he's going to get. He inhabits everything. But you can make him bigger in the way you think. You can make him bigger in your head, in your mind. You can make God bigger. Praise doesn't change God's power. Praise changes your perspective. That's the point. So, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And if you make God big in your life, like I've done in mine, then all of these benefits will be yours. You know why we struggle every Monday and every Tuesday and every Wednesday? It's because we praise God here and we leave here on cloud nine. But Monday we go back to our old ways. We'll fight it out, God. We don't want to bother you today. You're a good God and all that, and we know you're busy. you got 7 billion people on this planet to fool with. I'll take care of it. We bring our know-how. David picked up five smooth stones, and he was an excellent marksman with a slingshot. But when he faced the lion, the bear, and Goliath, they're not mentioned. And David's approach to that situation. 
I know he killed Goliath with a stone hitting him in the head. But he made it clear to Goliath that I'm coming in the name of the Lord. And the Lord empowered him to do it. Forget about your resources and all of your fix-it things. Praise the Lord and let him fix it. You praise God in your life, with your mouth, everything about you. You praise God. You praise him. You have a choice to make. Your mouth can either launch the weapons of the devil to defeat you or the weapon of praise to give you victory. I borrowed this from somebody and I'll share it with you. I'm going to give you the worshiper's alphabet. You can talk about your anxieties or you can praise the advocate, the all in all, the almighty, the alpha, the omega. The altogether lovely, the amen, the anointed, the apostle of our profession, the author of eternal salvation, and the one who is alive forevermore. You can talk about your bitterness, or you can praise the banner, the bearer of sin, the beginning and the ending, the beloved, the bread of life, the blessed hope, the bridegroom, the bright morning star, the one who is before all things. You can talk about your concerns, or you can praise the captain of our salvation, the chief cornerstone, the chosen of God, the Christ, the chief shepherd, the cleft of the rock, the comforter, the commander, the consolation, the counselor, the creator, the chiefest among 10,000. You can talk about your depression, or you can praise the day spring from on high, the day star to arise, the defense, the deliverer, the desire of all nations, then the dwelling place. You can talk about your emptiness, or you can praise the elect. The eternal God, the everlasting life, Emmanuel, the everlasting name, the express image of God, the everlasting Father. You can talk about your fears or you can praise the faithful and the true, the finisher of your faith, the first begotten of the dead, the faithful high priest, the first fruits of them that slept, the fortress, the foundation, the fountain of living waters, the friend of sinners, the friend of the truth, the foreordained before the foundation of the world, the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. You can talk about your guilt or... You can praise God, blessed forever. God manifest in the flesh. The God who avengeth me. God with us. God of my strength. The great shepherd. The guiltless. The governor. The God of my life. The great God. The God. And the God of my salvation. You can talk about your habits. Or you can praise the head of all principality and power, the heir of all things, the helper, the hiding place, the high priest, the high tower, the holy one, the hope of glory, and the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity. You can talk about your insecurities or you can praise the I am, the innocent, the Emmanuel, the image of the invisible God. You can talk about your jealousies or you can praise Jesus Christ, the judge of the quick and the dead the just one and the judge of all the earth. You can talk about your knowledge or you can praise the king of glory, the king of saints, the king eternal, the king immortal, the king forever and ever, the king of kings, the king who comes in the name of the Lord. You can talk about your loneliness. Or you can praise the lawgiver, the life, the lifter up of mine head, the light of the world, the lily of the valley, the Lord of lords, the living God, the Lord God Almighty, the Lord of glory, the Lord God omnipotent, and the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. You can talk about your misery. 
Or you can praise the magnified, the master, the mediator, the merciful, the faithful high priest, the Messiah, the mighty God, the morning star, and the one who is marvelous in our eyes. You can talk about your needs. Or you can praise the Nazarene, the nail fastened in a sure place, the name above every name. You can talk about your offenses. Or you can praise the offering and the sacrifice, the offspring of David, the ointment poured forth, the only potentate, the omega, the only wise God, and the only begotten of the Father. You can talk about your problems. Or you can praise the perfect man, the great physician, the place of refuge, the potter, the precious cornerstone, the preeminence, the priest of the most high God, the prince, the prophet, the propitiation, the purifier, the prince of peace. You can talk about your questions or you can praise the one who is the quickening spirit. You can talk about all your reasons. Or you can praise the ransom for all, the redeemer, the resting place, the refuge in time of trouble, the rock of our salvation, the root and offspring of David, the rose of Sharon, the ruler, the righteous judge, the resurrection and the life and the rock that is higher than I. You can talk about your sadness or you can praise the sacrifice for sin, the salvation of God, the savior of the world, the scepter of Israel, the seed of Abraham, the shelter, the shepherd, the the son of the living God, the sweet-smelling savior, the stone that the builders rejected, the strong consolation, the stronghold, the strong tower, the sure foundation, and the same yesterday, today, forever. Y'all still with me? You can talk about your trials or... You can praise the tabernacle of God, the testator, the treasure, the teacher, the testimony, the true vine, the true witness, the tender mercy of God, the truth, and the tried stone. You can talk about your uncertainty, or you can praise the undefiled, the understanding, the unspeakable gift, the upright, the upholder of all things. You can talk about your victimization, or... You can praise the very great, the victory, the very God of peace, the vine, the voice, and the very present help in the time of trouble. You can talk about your weakness, or you can praise the wall of fire, the wave offering, the well of living water, the wisdom of God, the witness, the well of salvation, the wonderful, the word, the worthy, the wise master builder, and the way, the truth, and the life. You can talk about your excuses. Or you can praise the one who is excellent. You can talk about your yearnings. Or you can praise the one who is the yoke easy and his burden is light. You can talk about your zeros. Or you can praise the one who is the zeal of the Lord of hosts. What is going to come out of your mouth today? Are you going to launch a weapon, man, that's an A-bomb, that's a nuclear warhead, that can bust open a cave, 
that can blow things away? Are you going to launch a weapon for the kingdom with your mouth? Or are you going to launch negativism and misery and heartache and heartbreak and justification and excuses from the abundance of the heart? The mouth speaketh. Now maybe you understand why. When the Pharisees told Jesus during his triumphal entry, go ahead and stand with me. Some are and some not. Let's just make it all even. Tell these people to hold their peace. He said... If these hold peace, the rocks will cry out and worship me. God is going to be praised by somebody or by something. We might as well join in. Things in your life right now may be going terrible, awful. Yeah, this is a day the Lord has made, I guess. Or things could be going terrible and horrible in your life, and you can choose your response. Nobody dictates your response but you. It can be going horrible in your life, and you can say, this is a day the Lord has made. Go to rejoice. Be glad. Go to rejoice. Be glad. Go to rejoice. My life ain't a piece of cake. But I choose to rejoice. I choose to praise. I choose to glorify. I am not going to give the enemy space in my life to ruin me when I know how to praise. Stop just for a minute. Stop just for a minute. Now you heard what's coming. And this is biblical, man. Praise him on the string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud sound. Praise him on the high sound. Praise him in his sanctuary. This is biblical, man. If you don't praise the Lord right now, I will assume you're dead. I'm not trying to be ugly, but there's people here right now. 
You know how to worship God, but you'd rather pout instead. I'd rather be bitter instead. I'd rather be depressed instead. I'd rather hurt instead. If you'll praise the Lord, man, God can move in your life and take that stuff away from you. The Bible said, to conclude the book of Luke, they were continually in the temple praising God. No wonder the lions couldn't eat them and the fire couldn't burn them in the book of Acts. It didn't matter what they did to those people. They kept praising, multiplying, and growing. Everybody, everybody can do this. All right. You let the Lord take it from here, okay? Y'all go. This is Bible. We're in the book. Okay. The music's playing. The music's playing. You want to dance? You want to rejoice? Go for it, man. This is you and God. This is you and God.